Hey, hi there. This is Ken Norris hanging out with you. Thanks for joining us for Three Guys Rant, General Gripes. This is Season 1, Episode 3, where we discuss all things Bigfoot, aviation, and more. So once again, thanks for sticking around. Have a good time and enjoy. Right here. Okay, we are here. Hello, everyone. We got Queso, we got Chucky, we have David. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. We're all here? I guess David disappeared on us again. I'm David, right here. Oh, oh my God. So anyway, we're going to be discussing a couple of things tonight. We got Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch. Hell yeah. You know, what, what, what can you say about that? Big. Really, what can you say? Big hairy thing people say they've seen. Yeah, which they haven't seen, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna argue the fact that it's a bunch of bullshit. The creature does not exist. People are all screwed up in the head, <clears throat> and they and they want you to believe these these fairy tales and these these urban legends that are not true. <coughs> so, but anyway, uh, the reason I brought that up is. At work, I've been writing with someone who likes to listen to podcasts about Bigfoot. And all day long, we're listening to this shit. <laughs> and all day long, you hear these people talking about, oh my God, I went through here and, and this big, huge, 10-foot hairy creature came out and looked at me and I tried to get a picture, but my camera decided it didn't want to work at that time. As always. Every, every single time there's a, a, some kind of a, a sighting, their cameras stop working. Well, there's, there's, he puts off an essence that kills uh, photography. It, oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Now, now we do have that that initial recording that was done, what was it, in the 70s or something, I believe, where you saw that kind of grayish image of this weird-looking big ape or something running through the running through the woods? I've seen so many of those things. And you know what? So, some of the newer stuff that, I mean, actually shows, like, muscle tone. As the thing's flexing and walking, you see the muscle tone in its arms and legs. Some, I mean, you know what? Who knows? Who knows, man? But, you know, it, it's it's... It's an urban legend. I I don't think it's true. I don't think it's real. Could it be a bear? You know, it could be a bear. It could be a yeah. It could be a bear. Um, humanized bear, maybe. Maybe people going out in the woods and repopulating the the population. I don't know. Can you imagine? Yeah, this just turned south real fast. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not saying a person like went out there and did a bear. All I'm saying is maybe there's just some bear in these places that they, that's, you know, a grizzly bears probably fits that height on all fours. And maybe they see that and think, that's Bigfoot. I don't know. Now, now um, Chucky, you you know where Black Star Canyon is, right? No freaking idea. It's in Southern California. You should know this by now. Is it really? Over there off of Ortega Highway. Oh, you're talking like home turf, okay? Yeah, yeah. So one of the podcasts we were listening to today, um, this guy apparently is a paranormal investigator. Okay. Okay. And he decided to go spend the weekend out in Black Star Canyon. He makes a living doing that. that job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. um, if they're paying, he claims. Who cares? <laughs> What's that? He. 
So if they're paying you good enough, who cares? <laughs> exactly. I'll go hunt up. I'll go hunt Bigfoot. Yeah, I'll go run around in the woods and jump up and down and go, hey, I saw something. Yeah, okay, it was a raccoon. Whatever. But, yeah, exactly. But this guy and his this guy claims he and his fiance were out there and they they swear up and down. We're not lying. We saw Sasquatch multiple times. He was in L.A. in the L.A. area. Wow. And he also claims that he brought all of his recording equipment, but for some reason, every time Sasquatch showed up, the recording equipment stopped working. Nice. Well, he's got telepathy. He can control all these things. Apparently. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I, I so, don't know that much about Bigfoot, but. Bigfoot and then Sasquatch is like the European counterpart. Yeah, it's like another it, language or something. It depends yeah. on the different areas as to what they call it, but either way. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's I'm listening to the stuff, and they got these people that are calling in and they're interviewing them, and they, they sound so goddamn sincere. I was driving down this road one night, and I didn't know where this big hairy creature came out of nowhere and kicked my car and knocked it over. That sounds then, like it, then it just ran away. It was a humanoid, human in appearance. An interesting insurance claim. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good and, luck. You know, hey, I, saw, I, I saw Bigfoot. Hey, yeah. Farm. Hey, is this Jake from State Farm? Yeah, you're not going to believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Uh, there was another one where, I mean, I literally looked at the guy I was training with and I said, are you fucking kidding me? This guy was describing his encounter with two of them oh. and he wanted to great detail on one of them and he goes and I believe one of them was about 10 foot tall has gr- grayish hair I, I'm assuming I, I believe it was a female version of the Sasquatch oh, how would you know and that it, and he goes but I, I, I really have to admit it had really great legs and I'm sitting there looking at this guy going did this fucking guy just say he thought that Sasquatch had great legs you mean like human what? one like? Yeah. Listen, it's all pink in the metal. Who cares? <laughs> now, you know what? God, I remember. Not, all right, sorry, maybe I should have went there, but I had to. I had to. It was you, know what? you know what? And, and she'd be helpful if you had to reach something way up, too. Honey, grab that off the top shelf, would you? Yeah. <laughs> what would you say, David? I was going to say, it could be real, because I remember... It was like the late seventies, um, and in California. So yeah, I California, want to stop you real quick. Was this after you left Studio Fifty Four? No, it was okay. <laughs> so, and it was the late seventies, and they had found Bigfoot. So I think it was, it was some government agency. I want to say it was the Office of Scientific Intelligence sent two agents over there, and the first oh. agent found him. It was a guy. And then, but he like got into it with them, and he almost killed them. So you then they sent the, the second. What's that? You talking about the OSI? Yeah. That's uh, that was uh, six million dollar man. Oh, I guess it was after I went to studio. <laughs> <laughs> you messed up my whole story. I was gonna make it sound oh, no. real. All right, go ahead, David. Go ahead. I'm done now. Chucky, yeah. Well, Casey wants to hear the story. Come on, he wants to. He wants to hear about the six million dollar man and bionic woman. Come on. I was only gonna go to the point where I said he almost died. She went in. She found Bigfoot, found his base, and then she got the Neo tracks and to take back to him 
because the Sasquatch had caved in his uh, nuclear power packs in his legs, and the Neotrax was like a miracle drug to save him. So I totally remember that episode. Of Donald, didn't he? Didn't it, like jump over the car or something? It was like. And yeah, he did that and whole thing. He was, was that, he was a robot. That was that big so. spinning tunnel. Remember that blue tunnel that they yeah. went through or whatever that spawned? Yeah. They did a bunch of like crossover ones for the whole uh, for Bigfoot. They got an exhibit in um, um, Universal Studios where you could ride on the tram and it goes through that tunnel. Yeah, I know Steve Austin was the uh, the six million dollar man, but didn't Bigfoot when he didn't he do stuff and every time he jumped or did something, it did the same sound as Steve Austin sound or something? It, or... It, yeah, but it was slowed down a little bit, so it sounded oh, like, like okay. heavier, like, yeah, yeah. Like more powerful kind of. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, just so you guys know, I mean, there was a study that was done, and apparently DNA study proves Bigfoot never existed. Does it? Yeah. How so, can you prove it doesn't exist? Um. Yeah, how can you prove it if you don't have any DNA? Ah, well, this is what I'm reading here, okay? Just don't shoot the messenger. And a a stunning finding that set off shockwaves of grief through much of the world, University of Oxford, of course, you know, Oxford, researchers announced that the the beloved bipedal cryptid known globally as Bigfoot is dead, or more specifically, that he never existed. Dead? It's sad. Mr. Foot, who also went by the name Sasquatch, in the original Halcomellum, was 4,000 years old, or maybe not. The Oxford finding was a result of a three-year study that began in 2012 when researchers issued an open call for hair samples held in museums and private collections that were said to come from anomalous primates, which is the kind of term scientists from a place like Oxford University often use when they're publishing a peer-reviewed paper. On, you know, Bigfoot, and don't want to be snickered at by other Oxford University scientists in the faculty lounge. 36 samples from the U.S., Russia, Indonesia, India, Bhutan, and Nepal were ultimately submitted. A geographical range that suggested, A, there was more than one anomalous primate out there. B, there was only one, but he's really, really well-traveled. C, there's a teensy-winsy chance the hairs came from something else. So, with that being said... Um, the samples the investigators found came from animals as diverse as bears, there you go, Chucky, wolves, raccoons, porcupine, deer, sheep, and at least one human and a cow. Wait, porcupines have hair? I thought they had quills. Yeah. yeah. So, the, you know, so They're obviously bad. they... That's a, that's a hell of a big raccoon. Yeah. yeah. So they, so right there, I mean, just, just the kind of research that they did basically stated that all this hair that people are claiming came from this mythical creature actually did not come from that mythical I have creature. A, I have a question. Yeah. Um, right I'm not guys. familiar with the scientific term teensy-weensy. I don't know exactly <laughs> yeah, how much yeah, that is. Scientists are now saying teensy-weensy? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the Guardian... The, or something. the Guardian, which you know, is a, I believe is a British tabloid, headlined its story on the announcement DNA analysis indicates Bigfoot is a fake. No. There's a picture of the dog looking yourself. Yeah, there you go. There's the dog looking. So, so, and, and, you know, and this is something I brought up earlier. With the technology we have out there today, I mean, come on, dude. Really? There should be some actual evidence, whether it be video or whatnot, of this creature actually existing. There's none. And every single... 
you doubt her? Every single person who's claimed to have seen this thing cannot provide any documented proof. It's just their word. How in all how in all this time with the technology we have now has this not been proven? Can anybody explain this to me? Well, you ever seen the Easter Bunny? Yes, I see it every Easter. Do you? Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna shoot that theory in the foot. Yeah, we see the Easter Bunny every Easter. I know David likes to dress up as the Easter Bunny and go out and deliver eggs. Yeah, I don't think so. That scares small children. Hey, kids, I'm the Easter Bunny. Take your fucking candy and shut up. It would be funny to see an Easter Bunny uh, with a bunch of needles sticking out of them, like a cracked out Easter Bunny roaming the streets. That might be kind of. Oh my God! Only you would put that picture in my head. Cranksters do that, do they? You say crank? The crank started. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Where did K-Solo go? Is he, is he like going off to feed his uh, Sasquatch or what? Where did he disappear? Yeah. Off to take care of his lizard or something. Yeah, Have you used me. this chat GPT? It's like the AI. I, I have just, not yet. I just said, uh, give me a one-page report on Bigfoot, and it was like, do 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 do, and gave me like this whole one-page report on Bigfoot. All right, so tell us what the report says, David. Go ahead. It's a ton. I'm not reading it all. Oh come on, we're just just tell us. We're all listening with good good uh, focus. Very I'll read you the conclusion. There you go. That's boring. All right. The legend of Bigfoot persists as a captivating enigma, uh, bridging the gap between myth and reality. While many remain intrigued by the possibility of an un, no, undiscovered species lurking in the get moved on me in the wilderness, the scientific community demands substan- substantial evidence uh, to substantiate its existence. Until such evidence emerges, Bigfoot remains an intriguing figure that continues to captivate imaginations, fuel investigations. <laughs> Somebody likes Ryman. And add an element of wonder to the natural world. There you go. Now we know. And you know what? The chat uh, GPT AI is probably 100% accurate, too. All right. What did I miss? A lot. Uh, uh, we, we, we found out that David uh, likes to dress up as the Easter Bunny. Well, that's fine. And scares small children. Uh, you know, I don't know. Santa Claus, maybe? Never done yeah. any of that, but okay. David. Yeah, ho, ho. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Your mother's a ho, ho, ho. Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we found out as we were discussing the... Um, fact that there's absolutely no documented real hard evidence that Bigfoot exists. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, you know what, unless I see it with my own eyes, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be there on that track, but, um, I mean, it's not far removed. I mean, Pete, you know, when the, 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 the fucking, uh, 
you know, the meteorites or whatever hit the planet, wiped the dinosaurs out. Maybe they did go underground. And, you know, maybe they, you know, the Neanderthals or whatever went and disappeared for a while. And, they, you know, they were, you know, doing their thing underground, deep underground. I don't know. What if, just submerged and came out. I don't know. They weren't that what smart. What if they're from another dimension? Well, that, that's, yeah, another that's, possibility. that's possible. That's another thing. Are the Neanderthals that smart? No. <laughs> They were gather hunter gatherers, and they you know made spears. I mean, they made their own arrows so they can they can kill animals and you know forage off the land. But I mean, that was pretty smart for Neanderthal, I I think. I mean, could they think like we do? I don't think they did. Like long term. No, no, they, yeah, no, they're they're way behind. Um, but you know, who knows? Millions of years down the road, maybe they'll become us. Probably. You know, I mean, if they had to go underground fast, they couldn't take their razors, so that's why they're all hairy. That's true, yeah. That's another possibility, absolutely. You have no toilet paper to wipe your ass. That's why they said, oh, we encountered the Bigfoot and it stunk so bad. Well, yeah, if you haven't wiped your ass and, you know, you don't know how to use the, you know, paper or whatever, it's, it's going to stick to your... Think about it. Caveman, when they first evolved, they couldn't wipe their ass either, did they? Um, it wasn't like they could go down to the Walmart and get a pack of toilet paper. Well, if you think if they started feeling weird down there, like being when you you're getting the, the the big fucking king size dingleberries in there, you got to be scratching the rest with your fingers. And you're removing something. You got to. Yeah, true, true. They got leaves. I mean, they were in the trees. <laughs> yeah, they're probably climbing around. A branch goes up there. Hey, I'm good. Yeah, true, true. Find a rabbit and use it to wipe your ass. I guess. <laughs> yeah. You ever have shit stick to your fur? <laughs> Okay, no, well, Chucky, Chucky, you, Chucky, you obviously have been around the world. You've seen a lot. Seriously, uh, yeah. there, there, there's no hard proof that these things exist. Why well, do I've, people? Why do people believe they do? I've seen. Big there's hairy. no proof. There's what? There's no proof they don't exist. But there's no proof they do. Then I guess they do. No, they don't. But we don't know. I think it's I think it's safe to say they don't because by now somebody would have provided some well I definitive proof on the matter. Well, they're they smart. They're forest. smart. They're seeing what's going on in this fucking world. They're just staying in the woods and in the caves. They don't want to come out and deal with this bullshit. You imagine seeing a freaking Bigfoot walking around wearing a fucking COVID mask. Imagine that shit. I so badly bad. want to dress up like Bigfoot now and go into a <laughs> store and you guys can videotape it. I'm just giving everybody thumbs up. All you gotta do is dress up as Chewbacca and you're big. I get some Tylenol. Go check out. Yeah, Chewbacca is what they say, isn't it? Yeah, just dress up as Chewbacca. Congratulations, you're Bigfoot. What the hell is the sound you made? How how do you do that? Kind of a growl. I don't know. It it was actually, um, it was his voice was a mixture of different wild animals. Is that what it was? That was mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because there was actually on Disney Plus, there was this thing um, about George Lucas and the making of Star Wars and all of them and all that crap. And they talked about how they came up with the voice for Chewbacca. Uh, He used like a lion and a bunch of different animals and just kind of like tweaked them a little bit and all that and just kind of came up with those noises for him. Nice. Yeah. So, but again, Chewbacca, perfect example. Well, he's He's real. I've seen him. Yeah, well... If you go back and look at that image, that original, it almost kind of looks like Chewbacca running through the woods there. 
Big hairy thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. There is no proof whatsoever except a bunch of old grainy photos. That's it. Dude, and every time you. somebody claims to have seen these things, their cameras quit working. It's that extra power he has. It's almost like you know, it's almost like that whole thing with the aliens. And the aliens come down and the whole theory is that all of a sudden all the power goes out. You lose Dude, all, hold you on lose a second. Out. My camera's stuck. I think I just see the Bigfoot. Hold on a minute. What okay? What the? Is that him right there? That my looks like it. My camera just went off, dude. What the hell? Yeah. Hey, you guys aren't sitting by your, out by yourself in a parking lot in some semi-rural ca- uh, suburb of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with nobody else around. This would be the perfect time. It's rolling hills. Oh, you will definitely get that footage. Look at this. Yeah, see, see where I am? There's, like, nobody around? Yeah. If you're going to see, see something, that's going to be the spot right there. Exactly. He's going to come up over that hill way over there. He's going to wave at me, and then he's going to run. And then I'm going to go chase him because I'm stupid. And I'm going to disappear down that hill somewhere. And, and Milwaukee police will be like, we found a 57-year-old man dead on the side of the hill with his dog barking at everybody. Well, 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 that's not going to be true as far as Sasquatch is concerned because a lot of the, these reports that people are stating are that Bigfoot or Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them, are afraid of humans. That's why they hide. Well, yeah, but he'd come up, then he'd see me, and then he'd turn and run. But the dog would go after him, and then I'd be chasing after the dog. That's how it would probably go down. See, they're smart. They know how to do a distraction, get the dog to chase yeah. you. You're chasing your dog. He forgets about the dog and snatches you up. Next thing you know, yeah. you're a love slave in a cave somewhere with, the, you know, 20 other Bigfoots. Are they women? Are they female Bigfoots? Well, you'd hope. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would be nice. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you've got to hear some of these podcasts, man. They're so far out there. They really are. Yeah, like this. <laughs> Come on. This no, no, I'm talking different. about podcasts where they're like, they're like they, they seriously believe this thing exists. And they're going to do everything they can to convince you that it exists, even Did, though they have no proof it exists. We, we really don't need to discuss the uh, flat earthers, do we? Or no? Oh, no, that's coming up soon. Oh, I love them. Those people are interesting. They are. I mean, Did you know that commercial airliners have uh, false... Um, screens in, in all the windows. You think you're looking up, but it's actually just a screen. And yeah. so it looks like the earth is flat when you're in flight. There you go. See? Wow. Look at this. What yeah, do you guys, flat- did you guys hear about that story about the person, the, the passenger that opened up the fucking door on a how, flight? I don't know how you could do that because <laughs> the air pressure would, would force that thing closed. Well, the thing is, yeah, I guess they were low enough where it the, was the plane was like 800 feet off the ground it was coming down but that's crazy who the hell does that i hope that guy's gotten incarcerated obviously he had to oh yeah yeah he, he's been dealt with yeah um I, I don't remember the whole story but yeah the flight was like 800 feet coming down and he opened dude i'm flying I, I don't need these fucking stories in my life right now i'm getting ready to go to england in august well normally so. though see they're usually plugs meaning that they actually push they have when they open the emergency doors they, they when they pull the the lever it locks it pushes it in but when they open it 
what it does is it releases it, the door pushes in, and then it swings, and then they can swing it back out. And that's how, and then the emergency ones, that's actually the main door that works like it. The emergency ones, you have to pull it in and then throw it out because as the air pressure inside builds up, you can't pull it in. It, it yeah, they said it. it's like literally impossible. And when you're up there in the, in, you know, in, in your cruising level or whatever, you yeah. there's no way you're opening that door. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to open. I mean, yeah. it's because you've got, you know, at, you know your regular uh, atmospheric pressure, which is what is it, uh, 14.1 inches of mercury or something, which is like 32 psi, uh, pushing it to zero, and it's multiplied times however many inches are on that door, so you you can't. It's you know thousands and thousands of pounds of pressure on it. So um, yeah, I, I've heard stories about that, but it's like, uh, not that I know of. I mean, you know, it's like you know they had the DB Cooper one. I think they did have one that opened out, but that was in the. Uh, so what was the outcome with this guy? Did he have like a psychotic break? I mean, to do something like that, you have to have had a mental breakdown or something. Early. He wanted to get off the plane early. Damn, you yeah, can't wait, to, you can't wait to hit to the be. fucking tarmac? Jesus yeah. Christ, I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, he had somewhere to be. Yeah. Yeah. The, the funniest... It was probably coming over... You ever flown into LAX? I mean, that, you know, I mean... That parking lot's a long ways from the from the terminal, so he might have just wanted to jump out and get to his car. Jesus Christ, that's intense. <laughs> yeah. You know the fun. I heard something about a plane is with George Carling when he was going. Oh yeah, he goes. You know the attendants are always so nice. Everybody, get on the plane. Get on the plane. Come on, get on the plane. He's like, "Fuck you! I'm getting in the plane. In yeah. the plane." <laughs> I love that. He's man. George Carlin was the shit. Yeah. He, he took some weird stuff and made it funny. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Tremendous he was. You know, you know since K-Solo just uh, brought up aviation, um, explain something to me. What is with all these bullshit fees? It seems like flying has gotten a lot worse. A lot of these airlines now, you got to have a personal <laughs> bag. That is nothing. If you don't have a personal bag, other than a few airlines, um, but then you got it, a personal bag. It's got a it goes, it goes hole. right back. To, it goes and if right it doesn't back to fit, they're going to charge you another hundred dollars yeah. on top well, of that. Then you got to pay for your seat. It, yeah, but that's it goes right back to what I said. It goes right back. To, dude, listen. After nine eleven, everything changed. I'm telling you right now. Before nine eleven, none of you know. You could bring anything you wanted on a fucking plane. They would look dude, at it. I remember. Okay, you're good. I remember flying because I used to go back and forth damn near every year from yeah. New York to California. And I remember being able to walk up to the gate. People can go up there with you. Yeah. You know, you could bring your bags in there. I, I'm they'd actually give you a, they'd actually give you food on the fucking plane. It wasn't the best food, but they'd give you food on these, on these, you know, flights from New York. Well, to you know what I thought was interesting after 9-11? Remember, I had a child that was a, was a baby at that time. And uh, the... Uh, you had to bring a birth certificate to prove the identity of your child after uh, 9-11. Yeah. Because if you took another child that wasn't who you said it was, who knows what they might do? I, I mean, whether it's my two-year-old or your two-year-old, it's still not a threat. But you had to bring a birth certificate because they had to be positively identified. What the fuck? It's a baby. 9-11 changed the whole game. Well, yeah, but, 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 okay, but... 
Does that birth certificate really prove who that child is? No, no, no. What it was, what it was, I think it was the airlines wanted to make sure they could charge, make sure they could charge you right if the kid was over a certain age by bringing the birth certificate. They no longer had to take your word for it. That's what it is, because obviously, who gives a shit? Who's from a safety perspective? I'm not talking about kidnapping. I'm just talking just from a safety perspective, which all this was supposed to be based on. Who gives a flying fuck what two-year-old it is? Everybody knows what a two-year-old is, and everybody knows a two-year-old can't do jack shit. So um, the birth certificate thing was just bullshit. It, it made no difference. With everything that was going on, they, they probably did, just did that to cover their asses just in case. Like, you know, we said, hey, you know, we want to see your birth certificate, and that's good enough. And, yeah, well, no, but, I mean, but, but where, where in safety protocol is a two-year-old actually a threat? Uh, the only th threat that I could come up with is you're hiding a, a bomb or something or a grenade in, in the in the child's diaper. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but a birth certificate isn't gonna isn't gonna make any difference. They have to exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So it's it's all just bullshit. I mean, it's just this made everybody feel better, but you know, it, it's that's not you know it created a lot of jobs for people that probably didn't have jobs before that. Though. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's hire a bunch. And, you know, some of the people they hire that they do not know, you can tell these people are not, well, not all of them, I mean, but but a lot of them, you'll see them out there yelling at, at the fucking people. I, I've gotten pissed at TSA before when they're starting to yell at you like you're like you're in prison. All right, people, let's line it up. Let's get on the plane, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm like, when did I get fucked the process? I don't remember going to jail. No, I've never been there either, and I got to fly in fucking August. I'm going yeah. out to the UK. That's going to be fun. Like, yeah, why are you talking to people like they're inmates? This is a, this is an airline. People pay a lot of money to be here, and they they deserve to be treated as such, not like they're lined up for chow at a, at a fucking prison. TSA is crazy though, because they don't even need probable cause to to like grab you and put you in the back room and say, hey, you know, and sometimes they'll just interrogate you. You know, ju just to uh, just to fucking do it because I think they can arrest. They they used to be you could walk through security, set off the alarm, and say, "Oops, no, thank you, I'm not taking this flight," and walk away. And they they couldn't do anything to you for it. Um, now they've changed all those rules. Now it's a police issue if you do that. And it's like, well, wait, because it's here's the thing: I'm going to set off alarms when I go to the airport to go fly to the UK uh, this August. Yeah. It'll be the second time I've been there, but the first time I went, I didn't have any metal in my body. I do now. Yeah. I have a knee yeah. replacement in my right leg. Yeah. And I don't have any special travel card. I didn't get issued anything that says, uh, you know, um, you have to produce this. I mean, I've gotten wanted before, you know, certain events and stuff like that. They're like, okay, back up, you know, what's going on? And I'm, I'm like, well, I have a knee replacement. And they took the wand out and just wanded my knee. And they're like, yeah, you do. All right, you're good. So hopefully that's going to be the same way at the airport, and I don't get pulled into a fucking private room or something. They have that scanner now, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that'll they'll probably see it in that. Yeah, that scanner is awesome, man. You stand in that thing, and they're staring at your ball sack and everything. It's pretty exactly. cool, so you're gonna like it. See everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, know. who needs that? I, I, I'm yeah. getting a fucking X-ray and a freaking. It's a, a it's a full body X-ray. They might pull me in the back room and go, "Hey, sir, you know you're good to go, but there's something weird happening over yeah. here. You know, you might want to go see the doctor. I don't need that fucking." Yeah, they have you standing in this, in this thing, and you put your hands up in the air, and then the thing spins around and it scans yeah. your entire body. Oh, yeah, that's not cool. I don't. And everyone gets to see it. 
surface. I think they can only see down to your nuts and your dick. Um, I don't think they can uh, see. I'm gonna have to encounter this at the airport when I go. Yeah. You won't know. You won't know what they're seeing. They'll just say put your hands above your head. And yeah, but what if they off. see something fucking weird? Like you know, you you uh, you have a fucking thing or something in there. <laughs> you know, like you have a growth or some fucking they're shit. They're gonna be looking, going, dude, this guy's got no dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if they start laughing. Then. Thank God I'm still at the point where that's not happening yet. Thank God. Yeah. You walk through and you got a really long dick. You get some chick walking up to you like, hey, uh, I'd like to talk to you for a minute. You know, my name's uh, Jennifer, and uh, I'd like to give you my phone number. Really? Yeah. Are you going to be the stewardess on this flight, hopefully? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, you're free. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take long. I, I finally got to, to experience that wonderful... Uh, when I went from Houston to Vegas a couple of months ago and I flew out there, I finally, for the first time, we finally got to experience that wonderful x-ray machine. It, it was real quick. It was like, wham, wham, done. It's fast. It is fast. Yeah. 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 I'm a little off about that. I don't know. You'll just know you're standing in a room, but, you know, just so you know, yeah, they're seeing your dick, your ass, anything, you know, if you're a woman, they're seeing your boobs, you know, I mean, all I that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I, I might have to fucking back out of this trip, I think, maybe. <laughs> Like a boat? They'd be yeah. like, bro, what is that up your butt, man? Is that a fucking car? What is that? <laughs> or what you could do is you could like hang something from down there. And make like, it oh my God, I forgot is. about that. It was seventh grade freaking school prank. Fuck. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about the matchbox. Something your ass. I don't know if they can see inside of it. I'm not sure. But yeah. as far as I know, she's the body. But... Yeah, they might have, if you decided to, as they call it, you know what it means to suitcase something? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sh- shove something up there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Or you're swallowing something. It's, it's just sitting in your stomach waiting for, uh, you know. I don't think they care about that because it probably wouldn't pass while you're in flight. But see, here, here's my issue. I, I know Chuck and I have discussed this at great lengths over the many years. Um... I think it's bullshit. I think TSA shouldn't have this kind of power. I really do. And I think what they should do is anybody who was born in this country who's not of Arabic descent. Oh, there you go. Keep on going. Habib, you go stand in that fucking corner. We're going to have a little chat. I Habib, Habib being born in Milwaukee, I don't know if it's even a threat either, though. Cause he's no, but, but if, you're, if they're traveling on an international passport and... Yeah, but you know part of the country. You know they're getting tormented. They got you know. You guys need to go stand over there. Everybody else, enjoy your flight. The sad, the sad thing is, really, there, 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 there are the the good ones and the innocent ones. But you, you know, you look at them and you're like, oh my god, there's the turban, there's the thing, and you know, it's profiling. But unfortunately, you you know, were they they turban wearers? I don't think they were actually turban wearers. Were they? That's a different. That's a Sikh religion, and then there's Muslim, and there's a few others. But I think the turban wearers are actually innocent, too. What the hell was that? I just got a thing that popped up that said I'm going to Facebook jail. Yeah, no, it said I'm going to Facebook jail. Who, who just posted that? What was that? <laughs> David. David, that. man, you got me all nervous, dude. I was like, Jesus Christ, Facebook is chiming in on fucking Skype? <laughs> he said, the world is coming yeah, to a God, David posted that picture and said, oh, you're going to Facebook jail for that one. Christ, like, now they're, they're using freaking pictures now. Spanky, come on, really? <laughs> you know, but unfortunately, it is what it is, and it's the reality. I mean, there's a certain group of people out there that are, that are doing this. Yeah. And that's it. Well, hey, what's his name? Carlos, uh, what's his name? Carlos uh, Mencia. 
But see, he made he made a point about it. You yeah, know, he did. He, he goes, "That's a bunch of BS." I mean, you got these guys that are doing this, that are that are hijacking these planes, and doing all this, but yeah, yet everybody like, has to suffer for it. Yeah, he says, you know, he's walking. He says, you know, are the hubcaps missing? I understand, but you know, hijacking plane? No, that's that guy behind me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody else has to suffer for that nonsense yeah. under the under the guys that were making flying safe. But in reality, all it is is more government control. It's what it came down to. You shit. Dude, it goes right back. I, I think on every flight, domestic or, you know, whatever, abroad, that there should definitely, I, I think it's probably implemented now, I, I would imagine. Um, you have armed, you know, un, undercover armed people on the plane, armed and ready for fucking action, man. That costs money because you got to hire people that actually have a little more uh, intellect and common sense and ability. Well, then they might want to consider doing that because people want to be safe. I mean, you know, I mean, it just makes sense. That's all. It just makes Airmarks sense. make a lot more money, though, than the uh, TSA people do. You know, because you got to be trained. You got to actually have the capability to shoot a gun and use common sense. Well, we got to so, have that capability. I mean, you know, Jesus. The put, you know, put, I don't, put them on I the don't planes. Have a solve the problem. How's uh, that? You start. Parents need to start beating their kids' ass when they get out of line, teach that's, them some respect, and then when they grow up, uh, animals like we have today. That that's not that's nothing to do with airline security. You're talking general general uh, population or uh, or courtesy. Uh, that's a different problem. Uh, with with their issue, they're talking. We're talking about people getting on airplanes that are going to blow them up. Even your most smart ass punk Gen Z or whatever getting on an airplane. They're not looking to blow the plane up. They might tell the stewardess to fuck herself, but they're not looking to blow up the airplane. And that's what the problem is. It's it's you know it's it's not assholes. It's well severe assholes, I guess, would be the right word. But mm. yeah, we're, we're, we don't. It's not controlling bad attitudes. That that they can handle. It's the uh, it's the blowing up of the airplane that's that's a problem. So th- that's a little different situation. I mean, you're talking. This all has come from a radical mentality radical religious mentality of a certain part of the world where these people hate the united states and they're trying to um retaliate in a one in, in this one way that worked for four airliners and you know and and now the u.s has took all the steps they think to prevent that which that way yeah i mean there's other ways they could attack airplanes from outside but that's you know, but they made American people feel like they're doing something to protect us, and that's what they wanted. They needed to do, but you know, the the that that's why it's kind of funny. It's like you're a U.S. citizen. Uh, that really is actually the key in every other situation. To tell you the truth, like I'm a flight instructor. Okay, now if I'm going to take, um, you know, K Solo over here and teach him how to fly, he has to show me his birth certificate or a passport, and I have to document that. And then I can start flight training. If he's a foreign national, then I have we have to fill out a form, submit it to the FAA. They have to do a background, and when he gets approval, then he can start flight training. But you got to so, think we, we got to feel. I mean, that, that's crazy that we train these people to fly our fucking planes, and they they you know they and then they do this. I mean, so. Yeah. And we're also me as a flight instructor. If you come to me, and you say, hey, man, I don't care about landing the airplane. I just want to learn how to take off and fly it in whatever direction I need to. Yeah, I, that's a problem right there. That's a red flag. I, oh, yeah. Contact the FAA and tell them uh, I got a student with a strange request. And then I guess guys in suits would be coming out and going, 
can we talk to you? You know, um, so unusual behavior, I'm, I'm required to report, which is, yeah, I would probably, would, if, if a student did that, I, I think I'd just be like, what? what? What's wrong with you? I mean, that's not normal. You know, right. you can make up some excuse. I just want to help my dad fly or some bullshit and be like, yeah, especially today, just be like, you know, you, you know, with what's going on, I, I can't deal with you with that. You know, that's that's a no, no. Um, but uh, before it, it would still be like weird. But you don't want to learn to land. No, I don't care about landing. My first thought would be, what, you going to crash? I mean, <laughs> yeah, most students want to. The first thing that most students want to be able to do is learn how to, you know, take control and land it. I was the same way. I was like, yeah, I don't know how to land just in case, like, you have a heart attack or something. But most instructors will tell you, yeah, but it takes a little bit more practice to learn how to land. So that's where we got to do this first. Uh, okay. Yeah. But being eager to land is a normal sign for most people when they first start out because it's like, well, if something happens, I kind of like to know how to get to the ground. You know, uh, I, I've, I've flown with Chucky many times in his little aircraft, and it seems like. It was really easy to land that aircraft, but I, honestly, I don't think it was. Wait, with who? There's, there's a lot of Chucky things you got to know. A, no, Chucky that you're talking to right here. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I've flown with him many times in his plane. And like I said, I mean, it seemed to me by watching him land that aircraft, it seemed it was very easy. But it then is. again, I'm sure it wasn't. No, it's easy for me. For you it is, yeah. But I'm sure there's a lot of things you got to know. You got to know... How fast you're coming down, the distance to the runway. I mean, there's a lot of stuff involved. What Just kind look. Of plane, what kind of plane you got? Blue Piper Warrior. Look at this. When the fuck am I going up for a flight? Where where, where do I meet you at? <laughs> I got got to get it back up into service again. It's been sitting for a while. <laughs> it's been sitting for a long while. It's oh, no man. TBM 960. I digress. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's not. And if you want to pay the bill for something like that, I'll be happy to. We could arrange that where I could buy it and you could pay for it. Will you take a check? <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to give that to the uh, people that are selling it. So that would be up to them. Perhaps they would. Yeah. You pay for it, and I'll pay you back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but Casella, I can tell you this much. You know what? Chucky knows what he's doing up there. So if you ever had a chance to go flying with him, don't worry about it. The guy knows what he's doing. My, I learned uh, that I learned that firsthand. My my stepsister's um, ex husband, uh, he had um, a cra uh, a beach craft. I think it was called something like that. Yeah. And he actually let me fly this thing. So first he took me up and was flying all around um, over the Hudson River and all this stuff and. He did this uh, this zero G thing. He, he climbed up and the friggin' he, he put a pack of Marlboro on the dashboard of the plane. I was sitting in the thing, you know, in the front seat, and he he pulled some, you know, he like dove down. The friggin' cigarette pack lifted up off his visor, you know, off the uh, dashboard, and flew to the back of the plane. I almost came unglued from the seat, but I was belted in. But I just thought that was the coolest fucking thing. What kind of plane did he have? Was it aerobatic? Uh, all I know is it was a, a Beechcraft. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, and, they some, some, I mean, I guess I could do that, because all he's really doing is he's just probably dropping the plane real fast. Yeah, he but, did. He just, he climbed up and then dropped it down real quick, and I was like, you got to fucking do that again. He did it again, and all of a sudden, the second time he did it, all these bells and whistles were going off in the fucking cabin. I'm like, uh-oh. 
I guess his well, engine stalled or whatever or something. <laughs> uh, if, if if what what happens is if you slip the plane, what happens? Oh, that's a, that's an interesting maneuver, by the way. I've, I've been yeah. with Greg many times when he slipped his aircraft. Yeah, everybody <laughs> turned far right. The rudder's set to the far left, and what happens is you basically just like put up a a, a wind an air block or whatever, and the airplane really stops flying and it just falls. And you know, it's an, it, it to people who aren't used to it, it. You do feel like it's a roller coaster or something coming down. Oh, it was fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's done that many times. Greg's like, God damn, I'm too high. I got to get down. Hang on. <laughs> fucking plane just drops like a rock. <laughs> That's crazy. I got to get down. Yeah. Hang on a second. Vroom. Okay, here we go. Another guy named Tony, uh, not 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 uh, Tony T, but Tony K. And I remember he was like, oh, shit, what'd you do? And then you know, he thought it was crashing or something. And, and it's like, yeah, I had to drop like 2,000 feet. <laughs> you know, and then I just rolled right back out and came down and landed. But. You know, if you don't understand what's going on, I guess it is a little bit. Well, you see, the first time you did it with me, you kind of warned me ahead of time. You said, hey, this plane's going to drop like a rock, but don't worry about it. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a maneuver. It's a maneuver. Yeah. We'll be fine. I'm like, so I was kind of prepared for it. Yeah. And yeah, it literally just, it just, it just drops. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like I said, okay, so if you ever go flying with Chucky, he knows what he's doing. So, I, you know, I, would I, would I would totally, I totally go. I would trust him 100%, especially after what happened in North Vegas. So, that was a little scary, but yeah, yeah. that was a little scary. So, I don't know if you'd heard the story or not because I know we discussed it many, many fucking times. I don't what? know if David's heard it or not. Chucky and I went out to Vegas one weekend to go check out this band called uh, Yellow, Yellow Brick Road. Okay. Ah, all right. Elton John and, Tribute. Yeah, they did. Well, no, they this, they did everything. Remember, I think I showed you the YouTube video of that guy who was doing uh, Boston and a couple of, you know, he was like yeah, one man band. I think I remember. I got you. Yeah, so, but he was in that band and we went out there one weekend to go see the band and meet up with some guy named uh, Chris Knight, who we knew, um, who was also, you know, who's in the cover band. And I was hanging out in the casino while Greg was back at the hotel room, which was the Motel 6 we were staying at. We were sharing a room with Chris and his wife at the time. I didn't we were know this because we were living I didn't, it up. Yeah, I, I didn't know this at the time because I was actually in the casino playing blackjack. While Greg was trying to sleep in one bed, the bed right next to him, Chris and his wife were going at it. Damn, you got busy? Yeah, they got busy while poor Greg was trying to sleep in the bed next to them. Oh, shit. <laughs> They didn't no, give a no, shit no, that he was freaky. You all freaky like that? Oh damn! Yeah, they didn't give a shit that he was in the bed next to him. They were they were taking care of business. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. All right. Well, hopefully, if I go for a flight with you, hopefully that's just. But, um, so anyway, fun. the next morning, fun. Yeah. The next morning they drop us off at North Vegas Airport. Right. And we get in there, and. I know, I know, I remember Chucky was doing like the weather brief and all that crap that he normally does, and he kind of looks at shit. We're sitting in the plane. I, if I remember correctly, they kind of had him rush, you know, to basically take off. All right. Which was kind of, yeah, they, they tell me, like, expedite, get the fuck out of here, basically, not in those words. Yeah. But as we started climbing, all of a sudden, the plane drops and starts heading towards the building. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't shit. know what shit right in the pants. That's I it. didn't know what was going on. All yeah. I remember was my fingers were like digging into what I guess you would call the dash in there, 
And I look over at Greg, and the only thing out of his mouth was, shut the fuck up. So, and I'll let him explain to you what happened. Oh, you want me to explain that? Yeah, explain to them what happened. Um, do you have any, any aviation background yourself, or you really don't know that much about it, right? Who, me? Yeah. No, you and David. I mean, no, I have no... None. Yeah, okay. Well, the way an airplane, try to give you a real brief version here. The way an airplane flies is, of course, as the air passes over the wing, it creates lift, okay? So the faster you're going, the more lift you have. So you always take off into the wind, so it, you get the wind speed on top of your airplane speed. Get to the fastest lift off, or fastest takeoff, what do you want to call it? And when, once you're airborne, you're moving, you know, you basically start getting less affected by the wind because you got enough speed. But it, the, the wind turns around and starts blowing back at you, and it's a strong wind, like a 40-mile-an-hour wind, when now you have a negative effect on the wing. So it's like you just slowed the airplane down by, like, 40 miles an hour. Is that a and tailwind have, or something? What do they call that? Well, uh, well yeah, yeah. It'd be a tailwind. It could have been a, a quarter wind. There's a different, But it, it was no longer a headwind, and it was more of a, of a tailwind than it was a headwind, yeah. So yeah. you end up with a negative effect. So you have less lift on the wing, and if you're too low to the ground, it's very hard to recover from that. If you're higher up, the higher you are, the better chance you have. But the, the normal recovery to that is, you know, you have to figure that you have to learn this. I mean, because instinctively, your plane goes down, you pull back on the yoke. But um, in that situation, you can't do that because you'll make the, the situation even worse. So you could even go into a spin if you don't if you do it too much. But so what you have to do is you have to lower the nose of the ground, or not all the way to the ground, but you have to point it down significantly. So you basically gravity starts pulling you forward through the wind to regain lift over the wings. So, which if you're only 500 feet off the ground, five, 600 feet off the ground, you don't have a lot of um, no. time to recover. Depending how bad that uh, that tailwind is, you uh, and you can't turn around, take you too long to turn around, you'd end up rolling. So, how high were we when this incident occurred? We are probably, what, 30 seconds or to a minute off the runway. Okay, so go ahead and explain them exactly what happened to us. So, so you wind... had to change your underwear in the, in the dressing room when you got back on the ground, Pretty right? Pretty much. Well, let him explain it. Well, yeah, so you, you pointed the, the airplane down, or I pointed the airplane down, and, you know, regained the lift. But I didn't know if it was going to recover in time. So I'm looking at the same time. I'm looking at the ground going, if we got to go down, where am I going to put this thing? Oh. And uh, I remember him saying, that street looks good. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, I'm shitting twice or three times in the pants. That's it. I'm loaded. I'm talking to myself. I mean, you know, that's why pilots sit in the cockpit and passengers sit in the back on an airliner. Oh, that's devastating. If things go to shit, they need to talk about realities, but they don't need the passengers panicking. I'm praying so. at this point. I'm praying. Yeah, yeah. So I just saw I just saw this building coming at us. That's all I saw. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm double. I'm the, yeah, no, you're, I'm shitting and praying at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But you see, I didn't know at the time that he had purposely pointed the aircraft down. I didn't know that. He no. did that. That's yeah, got to be the last flight you've ever taken, right? Come on. No, that, no, no, that would no. that would seal the deal no. for me. I'd no, like, but the no, point okay. is, at the time, I didn't, I didn't know he had done that. See, I, I just thought the aircraft was just fucking lost lift and it was dropping. I didn't realize that he purposely pointed it down. Yeah, I'm purposely pointing it down to get airflow over the wing. So, because if I stayed in the up position, we would have just come down. We would have never regained lift. We would have come down with our nose up. 
So you, you need to roll the plane over, point it down, get that airflow, and it doesn't take that long. It takes like 20 seconds. And, but it seems like about three hours, if you ask Robert. And, um, you know, so it regains its lift, and then I, you can feel it in the controls when you get your lift. And boom, we flew right back out of it. So we came down with it, you know, probably professional you're a professional you, you you pulled it off look at you well he yeah he pulled he pulled it out we started climbing but it was a real rocky climb oh yeah it was the, aircraft, bouncing, the, the aircraft was bouncing all over the place yeah yeah and, and even as yeah. we were climbing out i guess it was what is red rock canyon over there or something we were kind of flying yeah. around yeah what red and rocks even, amphitheater not the red rocks no red rock canyon over there oh, okay. but the thing was even as we were cl- slowly climbing and starting to level out he was still not 100% sure that we were in the clear. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I was pretty sure we were stay airborne. But gaining altitude was my other concern, which is not as serious. All you have to do is turn and start to circle. I That's, mean, you're flying the plane. You yourself didn't crap a little bit, at least. Nothing. That. No? I mean, I was a police officer before, too, and there were times where you get into scary situations, and it's like sometimes when something goes bad, you don't have time to be scared. I, I mean, if you know how to correct it, you're going to focus on that. Yeah. See, what it came down to is that he knew exactly what was happening and knew what to do to fix it. Yeah. Well, that's, I did, that's the experience, yeah. Absolutely. I did not know what was happening. All I know is I'm looking at a building, I'm going, I'm like in the fucking plane screaming. I got my fingers like buried into the dash. And he's telling me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, because I was th- trying to think, you know, what yeah. I needed to do. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's tremendous. What a story. But, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, we uh, we started to fall probably from six or 700 feet, and it was coming down pretty fast. And it's like, and you knew it. I mean, that screaming you heard was the stall alarm. Because yeah. the, the uh, knew that it already well, I, I, I would have fucking filled my pants. I would have hoped to have a change of clothes on the fucking ground because I would need them. Yeah, no, that would not have been good. Yeah, and then, you know, he he got I the plane want- out of there, and I remember the tower or somebody called him up and asked him, you, you guys okay? Jesus. <laughs> they saw it on their radar. They might have saw it, seen it with their binoculars. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they saw us going up and then suddenly just nosed over. <laughs> And of course, the nose over is the pilot, not not the aircraft. Because if you didn't, if you did it wrong, like you know, somebody's brand new pilot. You know, I'm talking like before they're trained, because you, you are trained on how to handle that. Um, but if you uh, did, you know, if you were to do what you instinctively would do, which would be pull back harder on the yoke, then you slow the plane down even more, and that's even worse. So yeah, you don't want to you don't want to lose your forward speed. So. If you don't have, if you, if the wind's working against you, the only thing that'll help you at that point is gravity. Yeah, yeah. and you makes sense. Work. Yeah. So it, it's just, uh, I mean, if you were, if we were, ten thousand feet in the air and got a wind shear, you could ride it out. But unless there's an airplane below you, but um, it doesn't happen a lot at high altitudes. But it, it's something that, yeah, it wouldn't matter. But you know, the problem is when you've just taken off, you're you're low to the ground so you know and and airplanes have touched the ground after that sometimes you know it's like what i thought would probably happen was likely is we would come down and had it not regained its lift but um that was probably more severe than one than i've ever had i've actually pretty much only done it in simulated situations and 
they just kill the you know pull, not kill it but they pull the engine back to idle and be like okay you just had a windshield what do you do and, you know point that fucker over Rob um, you owe you owe this guy your fucking life bro what's that you owe this guy your life with the instructor you oh oh you're saying uh yeah you saying yeah me. yeah well it's a standard thing I mean it is. That is one of the risks of aviation is if you do lose airflow low to the ground or lose lift, you know, you have to, it's, you, you got to do certain things or you're going to end up a five o'clock news report. But yeah, yeah I mean, so it, it's, it's a basic concept once you get it, but until you've been trained on it and taught the realities of it. But when it happens in reality, it was, yeah, it just, it, it's, you know, it was just like police training. There's shit they train you to do that you just automatically do and you don't remember why, but it's because they told you to do that. Now, was and, that the first time that ever happened you actually in flight? Uh, that's severe, yeah. I've had it where the winds have shifted enough to make me lose lift or reduce lift, but never to the point where the plane was just going to start at a buffet, you know, where it was going right in, it was going into a stall. So it's like, you know, ooh, shit, yeah, okay. I've had it where, yeah, you, you don't climb it as fast all of a sudden. It's like, oh, wind shear, okay, yeah. But, yeah, that one was the first time I ever had it. Just That, that was felt to me like it was almost 180 degree turn in the winds. And, yeah, yeah. I, I, to this day I remember him going, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And I'm like, uh, uh. I remember him going, I literally remember him going, that street looks good. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and what may have happened if it had if it hadn't recovered in time, a lot of times airplanes, when they do it, when it has happened, this has happened to airliners too, by the way, where they're coming in, they get a wind shear and they've lost it and they go to power up. But their problem is, yeah, they got a lot of power, but they got a delay. Okay. Jet engines are not instantaneous where a reciprocating engine is instantaneous. And so they'll hit power full and the planes are going down so fast and the engines have not spooled up as they call it, which is where they're spinning up together power. So the plane's still coming down and they will hit the runway and then bounce right back off of it. It happens a lot, actually. More well, it's happened a number a good number of times. I've seen and, videos of that. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they don't get the power instantly. Where in a reciprocating engine, like I said, it's like your car, you step on the gas, it, it immediately yeah. goes. Slight delay, you know, when you actually burn it like electric. There's a slight delay in a gasoline engine, but nothing of significance. So it's like, you know, you push the throttle forward on that little airplane and it takes about a quarter second and you're at full power, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, we're in a jet, you, you push it forward and it could be six, seven seconds before that thing's at full power and in seven seconds you're touching the runway. So, yeah, or the street. But, you know, they also have more power, so they may not have gone that low. They've been up higher, faster, and all that. So yeah, yeah but you don't know. you have to like pick a right street? I mean, you, you pretty much think the wings are going to take out like telephone poles and structures, or you know, the thing is, you try to find a street that'll handle your whole airplane and isn't full of traffic. Yeah, um, the wings can be ripped off if they must be. Um, it's not going to spin you around. They will break off. They are designed to do that. Is that where the fuel goes, though, in the wings, or yeah. no? It's where the right. fuel goes. It's like breaking yeah. a gas tank off and leaving it on the side of the road. It's not going to blow up into flames, probably. All right. um, but, you know, if it does, it's like a big gas can. I mean, yeah, okay. Fire department will put it out. But, I mean, it's, you know, they do that shit all the time. But, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, your, your, your whole concern is getting yourself into a spot where you can touch the ground and roll out with enough distance to be able to stop. Yeah. You know? 
insurance company will pay for the airplane. So, you know, that's the way it goes. But, um, yeah, that, that's the least of your worries. It's like I used to think, well, if you were going to crash, wouldn't you want to rather crash closer to the freeway than to being out in the middle of the, uh, you know, the desert somewhere? It's like there, there's an argument to that. I mean, you know, most, most instructors will tell you, 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 you just care about the flattest spot. Yeah, don't worry about, you know, medical help. They'll get to you. Um, which is generally true, but maybe you're flying in Alaska or something like that. Yeah, you hit you know the top of a peak of a mountain or something, and you know. Yeah. yeah, but if you're out in the California desert, they they got helicopters and they can they'll, they'll drive those ambulances over the fucking dirt to get to you. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I but I learned after that experience because once that plane actually started to settle down and we got back up to I guess what you would call cruising altitude to head back to California. Yeah. He kind of explained to me what had happened and what he had done. Yeah. You know, but it was after that fact that I realized that this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. So. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why they gave me a license. Yeah. And he is a, fl- and he is a flight instructor, like he said. So, I mean, so yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. exactly why we yeah. don't have a license. <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was doing. So that yeah, made it all the much better. I was, able to, I was able to relax a little bit more for the rest of the flight back to California. Yeah. If somebody if somebody was a like steel plane, you know, unlicensed guy, take off and you know get into that kind of trouble, what 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 you would instinctively do is you would instinctively start pulling back. And like I said, you you very likely at that point you're gonna lose so much lift that one wing or the other is gonna have a little more lift and it's gonna start a rotation and then you're gonna flip over and then you're gonna start spiraling down to the ground. And most little airplanes, if you're above three thousand feet, the way they're designed if you let go of the controls, they try to self-correct because the the way the, the wings have a, a dihedral to them, where the tail the way the tail is actually slightly uh, curved a little bit, there's some automatic stability in them, so they will try to correct and go back to level flight. But if you fight it, yeah, yeah, then you know nothing you can do. Then the, the engineers yeah. can't do much about you being an idiot. What? Uh... So, and I believe also, I believe after the the tower, whoever it was that saw what happened, they actually shut that runway down. They did. They shut the airport down. Yeah, yeah, because of the uh, the wind shears. The, the wind was shearing too much. Yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, everybody else, like, yep, yeah, no, time out, up. No. Las yeah. Vegas airport is closed. Yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts on uh, paramotoring? You mean like with the parachutes? No, well, paramotoring. With the, the motor on the back, the big fan, you got the, your your uh, thing above your head, you know, the canopy. Oh, yeah. No, I think they use don't Do they use a parachute or is it something else? Well, it's, it. yeah, it's like one of the, it, it's, it's, I don't know, a, a glider, I guess. Um, like paramount, you know, with the, the fan on the back and you got the, the big canopy that opens up. You, you, you yeah. Know, I've seen them. I know what you're talking about. I was thinking it was a parachute. I don't those are pretty is. cool. I would love to get a license. You know, drive one of those. I don't know how. I don't know how you control them or anything. I mean, obviously you can learn, but um, it could be fun. I don't really like the idea of taking off by running. That kind of makes me feel a little and awkward. And then you just you hop in the chair and then you're off and you're taking off and then you got the left and the right. You pull up and down on the um, you know the, have, the things. Does it have wheels? Uh, well, it could if you have like, um, like one they of have motor. Yeah, they do. They do have motorized ones. Yep. You mean wheeled ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be so bad. I mean, landing on my with my feet, I'd be afraid. It's like, am I going too fast? Am I gonna break my leg? I don't know if I'd like that. 
But yeah, if it was on wheels, I wouldn't mind doing it. Because I follow this guy on YouTube. His uh, his handle on there is called Tucker God, and he's okay. a power power Tucker God fired. Tucker yeah, God Tucker, fired. Tucker God. Um, he's yeah. actually really cool. His channel's fucking very awesome. I mean, he does like flights over like the Florida Keys. He I think he lives in uh, New Jersey. Um, oh, okay. His channel's really cool. It's 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 uh, it, it's a, it's a good watch for sure. Fly down to Florida or does he drive? What's that? Does he fly down to Florida or does he drive? Well, he, he'll, he'll drive and he'll launch from like down there at that specific site and then he'll take off and like fly over the Keys and stuff like that and then he'll fuel up and, you know, just all types of different cool stuff. Yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're not very fast. I don't know if he took a trip down the East Coast or if he just, uh, you know got down there and then did it he's just from up in new jersey he, said, he right? does videos like to the sort of like you know um you know what today i feel like going to mcdonald's and getting myself a, a latte and a sausage egg and cheese biscuit and yeah. he'll get his power motor and launch from like his neighborhood like in like a school thing or something and take yeah. off and, and land in like that area and go get like his eats and then fly back ah <laughs> uh, nice okay yeah 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 that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I've oh, yeah. seen I've seen videos where guys have had trouble with the police because guys are flying around, then they come back and land in a park, and the police come over, and it's like he's got those he's, videos too, where he shows like the police are waiting down on the ground for him. They, they know he's going to land, and he lands, and they just they're interested in what he's doing, and they just like yeah. ask questions, like, "All right, you're good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some rules about that. I don't know if you can fly over populated areas. I guess you can. Well, he does touch and goes and stuff. Uh, you know, he'll land in some guy's cornfield or something, or like a you know a, a place, and just like touch the ground and power up again and take off and hit the sky. It's pretty wild. Oh, yeah, I've seen guys where they just have the big fan on their back with an engine. Yeah, that's they, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess it's okay if you if you if you if your timing is right with the uh, speed that you're coming in at, but. I guess yeah. it would be dangerous. I mean, what if you put your foot into a hole where your engine's still, or you're still, you know, got so much impact behind you, you got to run. But, yeah. you know, that's the only, that's a little, little, uh, that'd be the one part I'd be concerned about. You know, it's like, you know, do I have, am I in the physical condition to run that fast? You know, I mean, can I keep up with it? I know it's not real long, but it's long enough. Yeah, you know, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, especially coming in. I mean, taking off may not be so bad, but, um, You've got to know how to flare just right and, and bring your thing in and then hit the ground yeah. nice and soft and then run with it. Yeah, and I've, I've I've done bad flares in an airplane and it slams down to the ground, but, you know, it's on wheels and got shock absorbers. So yeah, exactly. I'm sure my legs would be so forgiving to that. <laughs> you know? Mine certainly wouldn't be. Yeah, that was my concern, you know. It's like that that's the thing you gotta do about that. And you give it wheels where the wheels are gonna take the impact. Okay. All right, that's that's a lot better. So okay, Solo, if you look in the chat room, I just put a picture of his aircraft. I'm looking at it right now. I just yeah, saw his plane. Um oh wait, the chat room. I'm not yeah. in, actually I'm not even in your radio show right now. I'm just sitting on Skype. Well, it's yeah. in Skype. Yeah, it's in the Skype chat. Okay, I got you. Here we go. Oh, you sent to him, though, not to everybody. No, it's, it's uh -huh. everybody should see it. Everybody should see it. That's what you flew in. Yeah, that's his yep. plane right there. Nice. 
And it looks you old and beat and up right there. It looks like the wheels are all flat and everything. Look at this thing, Greg. I can't see it. They are flat. Be. What happened? Dude, your aircraft looks like it's all beat up. Yeah, well, it's dirty and paint's probably fading on it. And the wheels are probably, uh, the wheels are probably flat by now. Oh, they are flat in this picture. Yeah. Damn. I, I'm going to have to uh, renege on my uh, flight. No, yeah, it's it's been years since that he's done anything with that plane. It's been sitting for so many years. It has. It's been but you probably ten pay, years. So you still probably have close to, to ten years. It's been you, sitting. You still have to pay for that spot, though. Yeah, I do. Jesus, I would get that thing maintenanced and uh, get that thing back up in the air. You no, know, Mark has just not been easy to come by for a while. Yeah, you know, it's like one of those things. But yeah, so is. That was your thing back in the day, so you wanted to become a pilot, and you did that, and you got yourself a plane. What's the yeah. biggest plane you ever flew? I mean, did just that size, or you did something bigger? Or the Re Canada Air Regional Jet fifty passenger. Wow. Yeah. So. Jesus, dude, man, that's fucking tremendous. Yeah, he left LAPD, became a pilot. Yeah, I did. LAPD. Yep. That was where I started my my career, but right. it wasn't quite the way I wanted it to. But you know, that's the way life goes. Oh my God, David! Really? <laughs> oh my God! What is this? I want some pancakes now. God damn it! What is going on here? It says at least I didn't have a dick. <laughs> <My God. laughs> oh, Jesus! She's right. Yeah, yeah. Wow! Wow! Oh, that's great. I can see the chat now. Wow, Jesus. David, really? Because <laughs> computers, right? Yeah. Now, wait a second. You can't get that pancake syrup these days, right? No, it's done, pretty much. No. Yeah, it, it's been... Uh... Mrs. Buttersworth is, like, probably... Yeah, David, what's going on with that, Jemima, David? Uh, it's now uh, Pearl Milling Company. Wow. So I started in protest. I started buying Hungry Jack. Actually, it's way better than Aunt Jemima was. So, really? Hmm. <laughs> no, I, I remember liking me some Aunt Jemima pancake syrup. That shit was the bomb. Yeah, I see a lot of it sitting at Walmart on the shelf. So, along with the Budweiser. Yeah, oh, check the date. Right. Check check the date. Jesus, I don't know how long pancake syrup lasts, but buy if you buy Aunt Jemima, nobody's really gonna think about it. But you buy Bud Light, you're gonna get some weird looks. <laughs> wow, it is That's what it crazy. is. People don't like that shit pushed down in their throats, and they're like, "Fuck you, Anheuser Bush." Hey, so did you uh, did you hear that they renamed Fort Bragg? No. Oh no. Yeah, because Fort Bragg was actually, uh, it was a Confederate name. Oh, no. So it's been renamed. Uh, to do away with any history whatsoever concerning the Confederacy. Well, that's it's, like it never, it's like it never existed. Yeah, we, we should just pretend it didn't happen. We should yeah. pretend the Holocaust didn't happen either. That way, another hundred years, somebody can come up with that idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. It happened. It was part of our history. They, they should not be hiding it. No. And so back to uh, back to the Bigfoot discussion. Um, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
did kind of get off that topic, though, didn't we? I know, yeah. No, it's fine. I, I don't know. Who knows? We took an interchange on that one, man. That wasn't just straying off course. Yeah, that was tremendous. We took the, the, the wrong tur- turn at uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Dinner, man. Serious. You wouldn't know that one, but that's one around L.A. It's like the big in, biggest interchange in the whole state or something. How do you guys drive out there? That that shit out there is insane. You drive in New York. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I try to stay out of New York City. I'm like 90 miles away from there, but I try to stay out of there at all costs. Yeah, you get used to it. That's yeah. I go dog hey, drive. Drive, driving in L.A. is easy compared to some states. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got to get a little used to it, but, I mean, the, the freeways are wide, and sometimes you got to cut across to get to the right exit, but it's not that bad. It's usually signs are pretty good. and They give you ample warning that yeah. the exit is coming or the on-ramp is coming. Not like Houston where you're driving down the 45 freeway <laughs> or, you know, or you're, you're on the, the frontage road. You're trying to find the on-ramp. You go, where the fuck is the on-ramp? But all of a sudden you see this little sign the, the size of a fucking stop sign. And it says on-ramp and it's got the arrow pointing to your left and you look to your left and you just, pa- you just pass the on-ramp. Yeah, yeah. That's the only warning you get. Yeah. How many more miles do you have to drive before you hit the uh, other on-ramp? Uh, it's usually a couple miles. Uh, that's not too bad because they're all on frontage roads and like i said the one cool thing i miss about that houston houston area specifically is those turnaround lanes yeah those are those kind of helped yeah 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 those helped out quite a bit you know if you have to go make a u-turn and go back around the freeway they have specific lanes where you just get in that lane and flip a bitch and go under the freeway come back the other side without having to go to a light make a left stop at another light make a left yeah they have designated u-turn lanes yeah. So that's a good thing. You know, you needed them because if you missed that arm, God damn it, and I got to drive in fucking three quarters of a mile to the U-turn, go a mile and a half back the other way to the other U-turn and come back. Yeah. I do that shit right here on fucking Route 9. Come on now. Yeah. You can go either way on Route 9, right? Is it a freeway yeah. or? Free no, it's a, it's a, it's a, no, it's not a freeway. No. Um, but the point is, it's the signs are so goddamn small, they give you no advance warning whatsoever you're coming up on it. I remember when I first came to Houston, I was training with this company and the guy trained me was old. You know, trucking companies have this habit of taking the oldest, most senior guy and figuring he's got all the experience. He's the guy who should be training. Instead of taking the guy that's like mid-career or got three or four years and, you know, a lot more easy to talk to and a better teacher, right? Oh, no, no, no. He doesn't have the experience of the old fucker. Yeah, but the old fucker, all he does is says, shut up, kid, and watch what I do, you know? And, uh... Yeah, uh, you know, and as soon as you don't know something, he just insults you. It's like, what the fuck? Can't you see the freeway sign? No, they're fucking. They're like, you're up around. No, it's not like California where the on ramp signs are like the size of freeway signs, and they have one like a mile from the on ramp, three quarters of a mile, half a mile, a quarter of a mile. All these nice little warnings telling you the fucking on ramp is coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now that we hear it, I remember driving going, where the fuck is the on-ramp? There's the sign, and there's the on-ramp. I just passed it. Son of a Pull man. up. Pull up. Terrain ahead. Pull up. Yeah. Pull up. Terrain ahead. <laughs> Come on. Dude, I've heard some of those th- th- those blasters, man, going off when, you know, plane was getting to. That's terrifying. Pull up. His plane did not do that, by the way. Dude, yeah. that is fucking absolutely terrifying. 
The only thing you heard in his playing was, shut the fuck up. And it screams at you. It's like, it's like, pull up terrain ahead. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'll never fucking fly a plane. Fuck. Uh, yeah, the ground proximity warning system. Uh, that thing yeah. sounds so fucking terrifying to me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Pull up, pull up. Terrain, terrain. Whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop. Pull up, pull up. Terrain, terrain. Yeah. That thing kills me. I've heard so many videos of people at their last seconds of like, you know, and you hear that. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> well, it usually, oh. it, it usually warns you. You're like a thousand feet above it, but it's yeah. the train closing and it'll start calling on you to, to pull up. We also have the TCAS, which is Traffic Collisions Avoidance System. And what it is, is one airplane has one. Not not the little airplanes. All this shit costs money. Okay, they're not cheap. But the airliners and stuff, they all have them. What, what happens is you got airliner one going eastbound, airliner two going westbound, and they're, and they're too close in proximity. Or they may be, you know, 90 degrees to each other or something. Wow. But the two TCASs talk to each other, and they both tell each other what, what needs to be done. And so yours starts going, um, traffic, traffic, pull up, pull up. And he's hearing traffic, traffic, descend, descend. So, you know, and it, it, it's push you tell you both to, to clear the space for each other but uh yeah which is actually a good thing but it's that's uh, incredible man technology yeah. is fucking amazing i know yeah and of course they had air traffic control you know 50 years ago yeah. but, you know, they would do the same thing but if they're not catching it or something that's all that's idea. right yeah so actually you know that whole thing with the tcal i guess what you were talking about there i actually saw something a couple of weeks ago i was watching um uh, Something on Discovery Channel. It's one of those things where you know about the air, about the airlines and all that. Usually, yeah. like airlines crashing all the time and shit. Right. Um, but there was one episode where it showed these two planes colliding, and that was oh. the emphasis why this thing was created because yeah. it was a, a collision that did not have to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. They, they, the air traffic control should be watching that, but if they're in an area that wasn't covered by radar, then they don't do it. But, you know, there's still, it used to be in this country and a lot of other countries that, a lot of other countries still, a lot of third world countries still do it this way, is that if, when you take off, once you get radar coverage, which only goes down to a certain altitude because of terrain in a lot of areas, but they'll see radar coverage they know where you are you don't have to do anything but before they had that you would take off and you'd have to report in every checkpoint along the way and they would track you on like a like a plastic board kind of thing they'd do like a wax marker to put where you are and or they'd, they'd move a little like a little one of those little sorry characters or whatever they had um and it would stick to it and they would they would track where each aircraft is going every time it check in they move a little 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 piece there over to the next checkpoint and they'd have multiple airplanes in the area doing different things, but they had their altitude on there. So, you know, of course, they'd look at it, hey, this guy's going this way, this guy's going this way. They're both at the same altitude, and they're on a collision course. So they'd call you and say, uh, you know, turn right to such and such a heading, air, tra air traffic off to your left. And then if you could see him, you'd report back uh, contact, and then they'd, then they'd put you back where you're supposed to be as long as you can, okay, maintain visual separation. And then you'd be fine, but if you were in the clouds, that you couldn't see it, so he'd ha they'd have to route you a different way around it, and you'd have to tell him another checkpoint. That, you know, tell you go to this checkpoint, and then you turn and go towards that checkpoint. That plane would pass, and then they'd turn you back on course to where you were going. 
and they had no radar. In some areas, like I said, even today, when you go into them, they say radar. Wow, what happened here? What happened? I've heard feedback or something. I don't hear anything. My system's not that fancy. Talk into the phone or your mic. Hello. 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 It's Chucky. He's, he's got some. His sounds weird. Mine sounds weird. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, wrong. the audio just got like tinny. Yeah. Hello, testing one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, that's weird. All, this, all of a sudden, your mic just went to shit. I don't have a mic. I'm using a phone. Well, it went to shit. Um, you know what? Um, log off, maybe Rob, and um, have him. Just add him back in. Maybe yeah. something glitched out or something weird. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you just your sound just took a major, major shit. Set him back into the thing. Yeah. Nice language. You like that, huh? They, nice for you to chime in. Yeah, I know, Dave. If I could get a word back. in. All right, David. All right. The floor is yours, David. Go ahead. <laughs> now he says no. <laughs> we still see you, though. We still see you. Uh, that's funny. He goes, if I can get a word in, so you let him have a word, and he goes, no. Try talking again there. Let's see if we can hear you better, maybe. Maybe he glitched out. I don't know. He's doing He's doing some weird shit. Well, here, I'm going to join him. Hold on. <clears throat> Yeah, you might got a little. It's like two primates trying to communicate. Exactly. Bunga bunga. Live long and prosper. What's that? Nanu nanu. Das, Mr. Spock. Oh, alright, that's right. Hey, uh. Gotta jump to that and then really sick. Jesus Christ, I did just did a fucking Howard fucking Stern reference. What was that, Jesus Christ? I said, hey now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't even do that. Yeah, but that's weird. The audio thing got a little tinny. That's, um, I don't know. Rob, come up with something. His mic just took a shit. No, I don't think it's my mic. It's just re-add him, re him to the call. I think it'll probably fix itself. I've had that happen before. Uh, let's take a look here. Hang on. Yeah. Okay, I dropped his sorry ass. All right, Dave, floor is yours, buddy. We got rid of him. You better add him back. Dave, are you there, Dave? I'm on my best behavior. Uh, come on, we don't want you to be on your best behavior. That's the whole point. <laughs> How about that Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Bigfoot? What? The one that doesn't Have you exist. About this before. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, oh. hang on a sec. Yeah, what the hell? Jesus. The magic of the podcast, fucking tremendous. Did, it, did I come back better? There it yeah, is. yeah, you are. You're back. Okay. I'm front. Okay. Now. You sound normal again. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Well, at least your voice is. Who cares? That's true. 
<laughs> I'm a strange ass motherfucker, and I've been told that by the best. <laughs> you look oh comfy, my though. God. You look comfy in your little abode over there. It looks nice. All right. Uh, yeah, talk about a tiny home. Uh, uh. Hey, so Chucky, tell me. We we all want to know, David, especially David. Yeah. Okay. How many lot lizards have you been with since you've been out on the road? I've lost count. I never inquired about that. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Hold you on a second. To... For my new school ass, what's a... What, what, oh, what, what my is... God. Are you fucking kidding me? You That's don't know what a I lot lizard is. The, I, I kind of surmise what it is, but you got to tell me, though. Just to verify. Yeah. Greg, tell, them what a, tell them what a lot lizard is. A lady of the evening. A lady a prostitute. What a prostitute. Oh no. Not that. Professional ladies. A, a lot of lizard is a prostitute at truck stops. Yeah. He knows. Ken knows. That's He's got a fun. burner phone. That's <laughs> Come on, we <laughs> what? Wait, what happened? <laughs> I got a what? Yes. At one time. Lonely truck drivers like Chucky there right. will be able to park at a truck stop, get on a CB radio, and call a lot lizard over. 10-4. There you go. Breaker, breaker. And, and for a couple of hundred dollars, he would have a good time for about five minutes. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't call for lot lizards. You call for commercial company. Uh, have they changed the term now? No, it's always been. They would say commercial company. Lot lizard's an insult. You wouldn't say that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Hey, lot lizard. Any lot lizards out there? Come on. That's a uh, lot of drama right there. You have every CBer pulling up there with the fucking big whip antennas going, hey, who are you calling on a lot lizard? Exactly. <laughs> no, but the best thing to do would be in the in the truck stop, you're sitting in your truck talking shit to some guy that's talking about he wants to kick your ass. He's going to knock you into next week. your fucking ass. They'll be sitting over here going, yeah, yeah, you think you're really badass there, huh? Wait, there you go to your, your hey hey your sound is going to shit again keep the phone next to your mouth if you, you, you talk you, you want to kick ass yeah you come on over here and meet me in this uh, orange schneider truck number four seven three eight nine four five yeah that's me come on over kick my ass motherfucker yeah five minutes later you'll be watching the schneider truck with some guy knocking on the door to drive going, what the fuck do you want <laughs> <laughs> Some people are stupid enough to believe that, and everybody would be laughing at him. It's like, dude, I'm getting yeah. shit to you. Your signal's getting stronger. Dude, we <laughs> used to sit in truck stops, and the truck would just talk shit to other people and do shit like that and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't know where you're. They don't know where you're coming from. No. Uh -huh. No, because like four or five of those Schneider trucks in the parking lot at that point. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, but that's why he gave him the truck number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And you, and, but you could usually tell because the guy was like reading it off. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, big boy, where are you? Yeah, yeah, you're all tough. Come on over and kick my ass. You motherfucker, you're not in that truck. If I find you, I'm going to kick your ass. And you think I'm that stupid? Fuck off, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> Don't make me bring you up in my plane to fucking fly you up to 25, 30,000 feet and drop you out the fucking door. <laughs> That would be nice. All right, so Chucky, tell Dave about your experiences with lot lizards because he definitely wants to know. Uh, Actually, I really don't have much to tell. I, <laughs> I, 
There, Dave. Oh, now he's being shy. Oh, they'll come up to you. Hey, baby, want some professional company? Nah, I'm married. Yeah, so am I. I had one do that to me the other day, and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't interested in her. She was like, you know, fucking old and nasty looking, and, and I'm just trying to earn some money to get some coffee or something. And I'm like, here, I'll give you five bucks. So guys, when I had money, um, you know, <laughs> you don't want it. No. She gets in the truck and she she pulls her dentures out. You ready? Oh Jesus! <laughs> hey, I had a good one. It was like twenty-five, and she had dentures, so you know I wasn't oh. so good. Oh my yeah. god! But uh, sometimes they get them, they get them young, but you know, it's not so bad when it's young ones, though. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> you talking about young ones? Oh my god! I'm getting nervous. Yeah. Let's get lot. off my camera here. Hold on a second. Wait a second. That wasn't a lot, lizard. Jesus Christ. I I feel I have to put like a rated R. <laughs> yeah, there might have to be like something. Okay, like a, just to specify, when he says young ones, he's talking like 30 years old or, or up. Because most like, lot lizards are going to be like 50 plus. 25. 25 is old enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. but. But the majority of the lot lives is like really old hags. When my when my daughter gets to twenty five, it'll be thirty. Okay. There you go. Has to be some buffer in there. <clears throat> we know so we know someone who used to do that all the fuck, and he brag about it. Who's this? Uh, Tony K. Who the hell's Tony uh, K? You don't know him, but Greg, uh, Chucky, and I know him. And this guy used to brag about it. Oh yeah, I've been with them lot lizard. Oh yeah, I had quite a few. You guys used to do a show with him at the lab. Yeah, we did. Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's what I'm talking about. My memory. Yeah, he used to brag about it all the time, man. I question his stories sometimes, though. But yeah, that's got a long time ago. Well, you know, he's got some good math skills too. Because one time he argued with uh, Chucky and I. You know, he's like, I make $92,000 a year driving this truck. We're like, really? That's fucking pretty good. He goes, yeah, I make $1,000 a week, and I make 92000 a year. So we're, like, looking at you going, wait, 1000 times 52. <laughs> Damn. Could you? Wait, wait. Hey, hang on, Casola. <laughs> what is 1000 times 52? What? It's a 52000 But, yeah, no. he said he, ma- he makes over ninety. Uh, At $1,000 a week. Yeah, then he says he makes a thousand a week, but he, you know, but he makes ninety thousand a year, and if you count a, a thousand times fifty-two, is fifty-two thousand. Well, maybe he was charging the lot lizards. <laughs> oh my! Wow. I'll we'll be right back. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we call it Tony math because it made no fucking sense. What happened to him? Did he pass away? Oh, he's moved away to some other state. Oh, I thought He's something killed. happened to him, though. Was he sick or something? I thought. No. He's currently living in Arkansas. He's working for uh, Walmart. Arkansas, that's right. Oh, I thought something happened to him. I guess not. Yeah, he's actually doing pretty good. He's making pretty good money working for Walmart, living in Arkansas. He's driving, a truck, for, he's driving a truck for them, but he's making pretty good money. Probably making 1500 You can make pretty good money. 200000 a year or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he Chucky, he drove might, from... Chucky, you might want to look into that. <laughs> I've not. Oh, looked... oh, you don't know. Oh, you haven't heard the story. Chucky applied for Walmart. He he tried to get the job from Walmart, but he failed the the test. 
I did. I failed it miserably. He could not back a trailer. And I found out from somebody else who works there now, a guy I used to work with, he was talking to me about it. And uh, he says, when you went there, how, they just took you out and just gave you a test and it was pass fail and move on, right? And I was like, yeah, I said, yeah. They stopped that because they weren't able to, they weren't able to get enough drivers. So what they, they give them like three chances now and they do it during orientation. And if you're weak on something, they work with them a little bit to make sure they get it. And then they take the test again. They're just like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now that's not how the fuck you get it with me, but whatever. Yeah. So. You should reapply. You know, I don't know if I've got the mindset to work for somebody right now. Bosses are assholes. They don't like me a lot. They, I, you know what? I, that's I keep saying. I got to find a new job, but I don't want a job at all anymore. Every yeah. fucking company sucks. They all do, and they all. Yeah. You know, I, I hate that. We need to talk a little bit about your performance. Oh, fuck off. You talk a little bit about my pay too, bitch. <laughs> But, uh, I don't get yeah. those, but... What's that? <laughs> I don't get those. They're you like, oh, you're running two stores for not a whole lot of money? Congratulations. You're doing a great job. <laughs> really? Fuck, I wish companies told me I'm doing a great job. I rarely, rarely ever do that. Oh, I do hear it. I hear it once, and, you know, and then later on it's like, uh, yeah, your performance doesn't seem to be quite up to par. Is there some problem we could help you with? Like, what the fuck are you going to do for me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, if I had a blowjob every night and uh, attract a woman to come home to, I'd probably perform better. You got any ideas? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Are we? Am I alone out here? Maybe. Oh, okay. It's getting dark out here. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he actually did try for Walmart, but unfortunately he didn't pass the backing test. I am not a Walmart qual I am not Walmart material, apparently. I didn't have what it took to be a Walmart either. Alright, who's eating something in a wrapper? I have <laughs> no idea. That's probably me walking down the stairs and sitting in my chair. And by the way, I don't have the squeaky chair uh, tonight, so you're not going to get the uh, doodling bed spring sounds. No, that's too bad. I mean, I might be able to make something happen. Hold on. Wait. No, it's not going to work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got beds sound like two people are getting it on. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Uh, I know David Bauer liked it. He liked the sound. He's like, we got to get a sound of that. We got to get a recording of that. I still have the chair. I mean, if you want the sound, I'll, I'll make it happen right now. Don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you, it may, you know, it, it makes you wonder where David Bauer's mind is all the time. I just got back. Oh, okay. So he missed all of the bullshit insults we that, threw at him. That, okay. It's all about. I did. <laughs> I just. Yeah. David dreams of sex all day long. Adidas. How do you send photos? Oh, okay. Hold on. Add files. Really? Here we go. Love. Well, here's a here's a here's the question. Because David Bauer was asking about lot losers and shit. When was the last time David Bauer? I've never asked about that. When was the last time David Bauer got lucky? Wait, yeah. what? He's gonna hang up. Come here, bees, nice. <laughs> Why is this even a subject right now? Who, listen, right? Been that, long, been that long, jeez. No. 
You, you should be asking me this question. I'll give you, you know. You're answer. married. You're supposed to be getting it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not married, but. <laughs> oh, I thought you were married. You, you, have, a, you have a live-in, though, right? 20, 27, yeah, 27, 28 years. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Man. Doesn't New York have comp law now? <laughs> What's that? Does New York have common law? Uh, you know what? I know it was a thing back in the day. I don't know if it still is these days. I'm not uh, sure. I have to look it up. 27 years. Why didn't you just marry her? God damn. Yeah, it's too late now. I'm 56. She's going to be 57. It's like, you know what? No one's going anywhere. She ain't doing nothing. I ain't going nowhere. It's like, it, it is what it is. It's fine. But you could have your name. Who the hell wants my name? Shank. So like, get get in the oven, Shank. Yeah, that, that uh, yeah, it's uh, that's where they kill each other with in prison. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna get married at this age. We're not going. Anywhere. We're gonna die together. She's my soulmate, and vice versa. So it, it works. Yeah. It works. But damn, you basically are married, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just without the paper, that's all. Yeah, put a ring on it, who gives a shit, but yeah. yeah. She got that. She got the engagement ring, so. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> had that for a long time. <laughs> what the hell was that joke there, Fred? Who the hell was it? Fred Sanford from Sanford and Star, or uh, Red Fox. He's like, you know, that's why I wear my, red, my wedding ring on the wrong finger, because I married the wrong goddamn woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't the story his woman died, though? All right. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. This has been another episode of the podcast. We'll be back next week. See you.